week's parsha, Kiseitse, is one of those parshas which you get to pick any any mitzvah you want because everything's there. Okay. Uh, but I want to talk about mitzvah Shabbos Aveda. The Torah gives two specific mitzvahs in regards to Shabbos Aveda. One mitzvah say of Hashem to Shivem, and one of say of Hisalem. It's very clear in the Gemara that the Isha Lusuchal Hisalem, you cannot ignore, you cannot pretend as if you don't see it. Um, is referring to that you see the item and you want to continue further on. Even before you picked up the item, the Torah is already commanding you, you must go get the item. The mitzvah of Shaita Shivaim is a machlokas Bishadim if that is immediate or that's only once you actually pick up the item. When you pick up the item, now you have a mitzvah to return it. I don't have a mitzvah to return it yet, I don't have it yet. I have an Isser to ignore it, thereby forcing me to be, get into the situation where I'm going to have to return it. The Gemara learns out from these uh, from drushes that not only does it apply to a Shabbos Aveda, which is a person has a loss of money, it would apply to a Shabbos Gufay. There's the, there's assumption amongst the Paiskim that one of the sources for the Chiv to refuah a person has a mitzvah if he can be Murnapa somebody, he's a mitzvah to Murnapa somebody to Kabbalah Karma. If I have a Chiv to help him get his money back, I have a key to help him get his health back. His health is more valuable. It's actually a chavetz time, but it's one place. And that's true for his body. Kabbalah Karma is true for his neshama. So the source of the mitzvah of Kirv HaKoykin would be the mitzvah of Shabbos Aveda. That's what he says. I have a key to go and help other people come back to turn the mitzvahs. Now, that's not only necessarily somebody who's a Kirv HaKoykin, it's also in the gates of Kirv Kreifin. They also have to come back to turn the mitzvahs because we always have to do tshuva. So uh, that mitzvah to help somebody else would be a kiyam of the mitzvah of Shabbos Aveda. The more also learns out, um, the market is an example, I see that uh, the, 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 the river is overflowing and it's about to flood this person's field, which will damage the field, etc. And I can put some sandbags there and block the water. That's also Shabbos Aveda. It's not lost yet. Preventing a loss is also considered a Shabbos Aveda. So if I'm in somebody's house and he realizes he's left and he didn't turn off the lights and I can turn off the lights before I go, I would have been to the Torah of a Shabbos Aveda to, re- to turn off all the lights before I leave the home. Um, one time a brother was walking with me like, after tomorrow. I go around and I basically shut all the lights, unless the janitors are if he's into a anyway. I shut off all the lights in the building and I shut the, shut the windows. You know. He says, why? He says, a Shabbos Aveda. He says, what does that mean? It says that that's, you, I can prevent the loss. That would be Mitzvah Shabbos Aveda. I gave you a, um, a flowchart, which was printed in the Sefer. The copyright line on the bottom got cut off a little bit. There's a Sefer by Rabbi Yisrael Pinchas Badner, Rabbi Benny Badner from Lakewood called The Halachas of, of Other People's Money. He wrote Halachas of Muksa, and he wrote Halachas of uh, Rafua, and he wrote, wrote other Swarim as well. So um, that's the. So that's the copyright across the bottom, which I missed. It cut off a little bit. Um, so the question which he wants us to deal with is, okay, we're coming to a situation. Do we have them to Shabbos Aveda? He created a very nice flowchart. So let's walk down the flowchart a little bit and see what we can learn from it. So the first is I see an item. So I, I need to know, is it, well, does it have the status of being something which is lost that I have a Shabbos Aveda? So the first answer is, if it's found in a safe place, the answer is it's not, a, it's not an Aveda. The person put it down over there, it's in a safe place. It's not lost. He might have forgotten about it. He'll come back and get it. So a person comes to my house and puts his umbrella in the corner, right, and leaves an umbrella in the corner, and leaves an umbrella in the corner, and it's gone, and it's, gonna, it's you know, it's not a shovel's Aveda because it's, not, it's in a safe place. It's in my house. In my house, 
I have 17 rambunctious children which destroy anything which is in the, within their sight, then that would not be the answer to a safe place. But I have a nice, quiet state house, so it's not an evader. I have a mitzvah just leave where it is. Somebody who leaves their item and you have like a coat in the coat rack or whatever right. it is, you have no obligation to return to that person. Right, he has a chib, I mean, it's a chesed, but it's not the mitzvah of Shabbos evader. I find I, the person leaves. I find it in an unsafe place. So we have to assume one of two options: the person put it there intentionally and wants to throw it away. That's not the assumption in the law. We assume the person wants it back, and therefore we have to assume it. He put it down temporarily. I, you know, I walk into uh, the, I walk into the, the Wheaton train station. I see on the bench over there uh, a safer. Well, it's not a safe place. The probability that the person put it down. Got up for the train and forgot it there. So he didn't intentionally. He's not trying to throw it out. He wants it back. So that would be a shabbat. It's, it's 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 put there. Tinuach, but it's not safe. That'd be an evader. It's found in a semi-safe place. So that's a fascinating thing. You have this, something which is, it's not to- obviously totally da- you know in, in danger. But uh, it, so in other words, theoretically, you could leave it there for a little bit. The person might come back and get it. and might actually find it there. So then the law differentiates between something which has a yesh persimmon or an ein persimmon. There's something which is Amber Simon, don't touch it. Because once you take it, you have, you have an obligation to give it back to the true owner. The purpose of a Simon is a way to identify your key of the turret to make sure it goes back to the true owner and not to the, somebody else. So once I have it, I don't know who the true owner is. He has no way to prove it to me that he's the owner. So he has a way to prove it. So leaving it in a, in a semi-safe place, with the Yeshba Simon, why should I do that? I'm much safer than that place. Because I can arrange that he should get it back. But if it's something which is aimed with simon, once I have it, he'll never get it back. So I'm not allowed to give it back without a simon. If I leave it there, he might get it back. So it comes out that somewhat counterintuitive, if it's aimed with simon, you, then you leave it with the simon and you take it. So, the that, so depending on what your answer to be is, you might not take it. So depending on what your answer to be is you might yes take it, then you have to know, does the mitzvah apply? So it's worth less than a pruta, mitzvah doesn't apply. Um, we grapple nowadays, the next step is owner, owner has forfeited his ownership in it. Um, so that's called the vedamidas. The person has no interest, you know, I'm just leaving it there, you know, I had, I had a lunch, and uh, you see I, I ate my lunch, it says on a, you know, uh, pastry oven, and I look, you know, I put it down, a little leftover, and I walk away. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in it anymore. I mean, I'm a literary, but that's a different issue, right? right? So you want to come over and finish off my lunch because, you know, you're hungry. So you're allowed to take it. It's a vedamidas. The assumption of many poiskim is that you're allowed to take it. It cannot be retrieved. It's, it fell in a place where it normally it's not, able, it's not able to get it. Somebody just gave me an example that, you know, that the, they were on the uh, Chesapeake Bay and dropped their cell phone into the water, right? They dropped their expensive watch into the water. So, okay, so now... You can't get it back very easily. It happens to be a diver comes to the next day and pulls it up. He has no key to return it back to the owner. That's the more refers to that. It's in Zutul Shayam. It's in a place where it would be consumed by the Yam. So you're not going to give it back. You know, so we go and retrieve everything on the Titanic. And the guy says, well, I'm the, I'm the great-great-grandson of the person on the Titanic. That's very nice, but I don't have to return it to you. Is that if I look like you look? So you drop your watch in the ocean, and you've got a diver right next to you with a mask and gear on, and you can go and look for it. No, because then, right. then you would be, that, right, because there's a way to return it, yeah. right? Um, belongs to an akum, so there's no mitzvah shavas evader by an akum, but the, the, the Shulchanor says if a person would want to return it for the purpose of Kiddush Hashem, obviously that's a good thing to do. 
other words, actually interesting then below the finder's dignity to pick it up. If it's something which the finder, because of his stature, etc., would not take care of it himself, he would, even if his own thing, he would leave it there. So then he's not, the term was not a guy of him to, in some way, injure his dignity to do it for somebody else. So I found this, like, you know, whatever. I, okay, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure I can think what the example would be, but, you know, the more he talks about a case he found an animal, and, you know, it's, it's, this, this person is this hush of a tamakokum, he doesn't slip animals down the street. It's not, you know, that's not his dignity. Uh, the modern version is I, I find somebody's, you know, television screen, you know, tele- big t- television box, and I find over there and I know who it is, and I'm not going to slap the television box down the street, you know, Reverend Angle, that's great, you know. And I'm, not, I'm not doing it, you know. So I'm not going to do that. I wasn't going to do that. Okay. Um, one of the questions we have over here in C is, you know, nowadays we have things which are worth more than a pruta, but pe- people's attitude towards money has definitely changed. Uh, you go back 70 years ago, the average person's income was, you know, could be, some of the person could be, 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 be earning $10,000, $20,000 a year. That was called a good, good salary. Nowadays, the person is, 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 a, is a, you know, the lowest strata, you know, stratus of welfare at, at that point, you know, right? So the attitude towards money has changed tremendously, you know. So I have a pen, okay, a pen, if you have the pen, you know, I'll buy another one, right? So am I going to be firmer than the guy himself? The guy himself couldn't care less about that that, that, that stupid pen, right? And I, well, it's a pen. I have to do much of a debate. So I have this box in my house of pens, which I, I make I make announcements. Nobody comes and retrieves them because they couldn't care less, right? So, um, but I'm a little firmer than them. So at first glance, maybe you are. You know, some person can grapple with maybe that goes into this idea of owner. He's a vanity das concept. And nowadays, we could argue some of these things become so insignificant that as soon as, as soon as a person is aware that he lost it, we can assume he probably doesn't care. Even though there are some other. So D is, okay, um, if the mitzvah doesn't apply, in many cases I can keep it. If the mitzvah does apply, so I can't keep it, so I have to return it. So how do you return it? So the Torah says, there's a key of you must make sure it goes back to the true owner. Once you found that you are now the representative of the true owner, so I can say, oh, I think probably he's the right guy, so I'll, I'll give it to him. It, you are representing the true owner, and, and you're giving away his item to somebody else. You're not allowed to do that. So you're to clarify in, in, in a, a valid halachic way that he's really the owner. You can't just make, you know, I think it's okay. Now, in a case where you're not required to return Mikra Adin, you're allowed to keep it Mikra Adin, you want to return it, then you can do whatever you want with it. You can keep it, you give it to so-and-so, that's fine. But a case where you are required to return it, so then um, you must have a simon. You must have, well, Allah says, actually, there's one opinion more that even a simon is not really enough, you really need aid him. But Chalman said that's going to be very difficult, so they made it to Kona to allow Simon. But Amina Raisa, you would need Adam to be able to give it back, otherwise, you couldn't give it back. So we, we rely on Simon, and that's the law we rely on Simon. So, what's the definition of a Simon? The item itself is something unique. Is I, I found the pen. No. I found a big pen. No. Right? I found a big pen, which is blue, also not an assumption of the law. I found a big one, which has a scratch on the right, on the bottom right. right. Okay, that's a good Simon. Or the number of pieces are found. It's, you know, there was, there was eight big pens put together with the, with the, with the, with the rubber band. Okay, that's a simon. So, really, the, the mere description of the mass-produced item is not a simon. Is you have a regular mass-produced item, right. that's not a simon. The reason why it's not a simon is not because we leave you lying. Again, because maybe you lost one, and he also lost one. Because it's mass-produced, so it's more than one of them. That's right. So, 
I would give the back to the true owner. I'm not saying you didn't lose a, a, a blue big pen, but how do I know this one I found is the one that you lost? What if it's situational? Like okay, the, the unique feature of the container where the item was in, or a specific location. I can tell you where you found it, so that the simon is now Malcolm versus Malcolm is a valid simon. So yeah, there's the, the chances that there was two blue big pens exactly on that seat in the shul. That's not that you're not going to be worried about. But the fact that somewhere in Silver Spring, two people lost the blue big pen, yes, you're not going to worry about the possibility. So if I give you a simon of the location, that would be valid simon. Now, the, the assumption of law is that money has no simon, because there's a lot of money out there. Now, if I would give you the... Um, and there's a, some person grapple, even if I would give you... And I assume even I would give you the, the, the ID number on, the, on, the, on the, the dollar bill. Right? It's still not good as that. Not a simon. Why? Because money passes from person to person. So Ruben gave it to Shimon. Right? So Ruben had a $100 bill. He gave it to Shimon. Shimon says, you know, that hello you gave you? I, I lost it. Good. They're make Akraza, and Ruben's like, uh, I'm the ball guy. He says he remembers the number, and he goes and cops with Shimon. Because you haven't proven that Ruben was the last person who lost it. Because Shimon, maybe Shimon's on a, somebody else lost it, and he's gone with from him. So that's interesting. So the subject of money is that there's no similar money now. But there is another issue, which is E. The item has, has no identifying features. So can I keep it? Well, it depends. Was there Yish or not? So maybe kept only after it was found after the owner became aware of loss that there was Yish. There's no simon. We assume once he knows, we assume it'll be Yish. Does he know? So if it's something which is heavy, so obviously he dropped it. It was heavy. He noticed that he dropped it. Like not immediately, obviously, but picked it up. And, you know, he walks a few more steps and says, "Where'd that go?" Looks around, you know, doesn't see it. Or it's um, something which is valuable. So the more says that we have assumption a person is aware of his money because money is valuable to him. The person grapple with nowadays, the more assumes even for pruta. That, that's a, that, that, that assumption is true. The person drops a pruta, we can assume he is aware they dropped the pruta. Riyasha says that nowadays we can't assume that. The guy drops it, you know, and I go, ah, you know, about it. He drops it, and I go, like, really? <laughs> He didn't know he had one in his pocket to start with. It's how, that's how the, the, worthless it is, you know. I dropped a penny. How many pennies do you have in your pocket right now? Rizman Chazal, the, the assumption was that you would know how many pennies you had in your pocket, and you would notice that the penny was missing. Nowadays, I don't know. I have some pennies in my pocket. How many? I don't know. So how could I realize I lost it? So Riyashu says it has to be of a bad assumption that we can assume when I find money, I have a right to keep it, because probably the person is aware of it before I found it. So he says no. The Chazish disagreed. The Chazish said no. Even Rizman Chazal said there's a that there's an assumption that money says, is on your mind. He says, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you, it'd be bigger than she says, pens also would be mutter. Because maybe he didn't really drop the pen. Has Amber Simmons, so it's Miyayish. You're always aware of it. You're always playing with your pens. You're always, pens in and out. So there's, that also goes into this idea. The point is, it's not just that it's valuable. The more says, you're also the master. You're constantly touching it. You're constantly aware of it. So he assumes that that's true now, even nowadays. Now, Let's say it's Amber Simon, but I, I'm not sure if the person, I can't determine if the owner already knows about it. So it's one obligated to pick it up. I, I, I found it before the person came aware, or may, maybe he's, 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 so I'm going to pick it up. I can't return it. I have no way to return it. I, I, I can't take it because the owner wasn't Yayish yet. So if it wasn't Yayish yet, it's, it's, not my, I can't, it's, it's still us to take. But that's very nice. But the, the next question is do I have to return it? So Rukhweger says no. I, I, the purpose of the return it if you can't return it. 
says no one goes to and there's no and you're to leave it. So I, I walk by in the, the show when I see a pen over there and say, oh, there was a pen up there. You know, just forget about it. Move on with life. Um, the one exception, if you, you would find in a place where there are Tamil Chachamim and they're the primary people who live there, they have a right to get it back based on something known as a TSI. Even though there's no specific simon, they get something, you know, it's something which has already been used. You recognize your items without looking for some on them. You, you know what's yours. So Tamachachim is believed to say that it's his. But it's only something which has been used, not something which is new. Okay. Um, let's say it's something which you do in Mitzvah Shava, so then you have a key to be, be a Shermer, then that's, 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 that's section F. And you have a key to publicize it. So where do you have to publicize it? So you have to publicize it. The law says you publicize it in the basic Knesset. Assumption being that you know that was a good place for people to be, people would come, everybody would hear about it, either the person himself or other people would, who were aware that he lost it. And by publicizing the basic classes on a regular basis, you would get the nowadays you put up a note in the, in the shul. Um, if you could put it up nowadays, you know, somebody asks you, can you rely on just putting a note on the listserv? I don't think so. It's not everybody necessarily reads the listserv. If they're on the listserv, they're not something the listserv. Not everybody's on the list, you know. Yes, but you would you put up a note in the shul, put up a, you, you would do as much as you can to make sure the person gets it back. Are you allowed to charge them for your tircha? So we differentiate between a potential potential gain and actual loss of money. I'm a worker. I was I had a I had a skip work to slap back your, your item for you. I lost three hours worth of wages. I can charge you for that. As a matter of fact, if I can estimate that it's not worth it to the to the loser. To get, I should give it back with that charge so that I have no Mitzvah Shabbos Because it's not a Mitzvah Shabbos that I should take a loss, so that he should take a loss. So I'm not going to touch it. But it's a question, I, you know, I, I, would, I would like to charge you like, a, like you know, not, I mean, worse than the, than the porter in the airport, he charges X amount. Of, so I want to charge you for the work that I can't charge you for. The fact that I carried it for you. But the fact that I have lost, that I, I lost money, so that I'm, um, I'm not going to lose money for that purpose. Private loss and found policy, a, a Ramosh has a true where he says that an individual or a company has a right to make their own loss and found policy. As long as it's, it's, public, it's displayed publicly and it's obvious to people. So they're entering the house. You know, before you walk in the Rangel's house, it's a big sign. Everybody wants in the house must wear pink hats. And anything which is left over here is, is, is half draft for two days. That's the sign. You don't like the sign? But you walk in my house. You walk in the house based on that sign. Right, put on your pink hat, and anything you leave over here is, is half after two days. Right, so I have a right to make any policy I want. It's my house, so I have a right to put up a sign that when a person walks in the shiva, any item left in the shiva will be half it if they're not claimed within thirty days. If I don't put up the sign, I can't do that. If I if I don't publicize the sign, you know I, that's my policy, but nobody knows about it. So the, the reason why it works is because the people are accepting it when they walk in the door. They have to be aware of it to accept it. Um, okay, what do you do if the item is not claimed? That's a common issue, right? You find something, you tr- you know, you make an announcement, nobody claims it. So Russia says if something which is very commonly available, um, it's a pen. It's a regular, not a fancy special. You, it's a regular pen. So I, we have the right. The person doesn't want that pen. He wants that specific pen. He wants that type of pen. I'll buy him another one. So if I agree to that, I will. Uh, Replace the the purchase cost to buy a new one. Write down all of the details of how the person can claim it if he needs to. 
since he's not marked on that specific one, I'm, I'm allowed to take that and use that pen and then return him another one. I could sell to somebody else. As long as I'm committing to, I will cover the cost to get that item back to him if necessary. He does not really care which one, I, which item of that is at, and I keep the identifying features. I write down in a notebook in some way that I can keep information that I'm able to turn it to him when he wants. So that would be. Um, where do you find such a source of worth? It's called something which will, if you leave it, keep it, it'll spoil. So you're allowed to take it and use it, etc. So Rosh is extending that idea nowadays when someone which a person not mocked it. Um, what time is it today? 45. 45, okay. Just one more point. Um, a common issue, maybe one of the most common issues, is, is switching things. You're you, you coming after davening and your coat is not there anymore. Right? With somebody else's coat, there, it was there with no name in it, of course. Well, it looks just like yours, but yours is missing. Right? Your rubbers, your coat, your hat, your, your talus, like all these different cases. So the Gemara talks about the Gemara says you may not use it. Gemara talks about a case where it was Nechav of Beisa Merchatz or it was Nechav of Beisa Umen. You went to the, dropped off by the cleaners and you come back and you go back home and he gave you the wrong, wrong suit. Like, can you use that suit? Right? Or can you take, take that talus or whatever it is? So the Gemara says no. Fasting or Shulchan says nowadays the minute has become not to be mocked. So the place can grapple with is that that only true once the person realizes. I can assume that by now the person realizes he took the wrong thing. Probably doesn't mind that I should use it. I have a right to assume he doesn't mind. But calls I don't know about that is like a Yishlomi does. I can't use your item with, with you're not being aware of it, assuming that probably you would agree if you knew about it. Right now, your item. I have no wishes to use it. So that's the assumption in Allah. But if I can assume the person realized already, he doesn't know who. Which that's mine. I don't know what that's his. He probably does not mind that I. And therefore, I can use it under that assumption. So it comes out this, the scenario of the base of America. The guy comes out. He went to the mikvah. I actually happened to somebody that I know. Um, went to the mikvah. Comes out and his clothing is missing. So we put on his clothing and walked away. <laughs> now what's he supposed to do? Right? He can't take the other person's clothing because the person, you know, now. But he can assume if he waits till an hour or two before Shabbos, probably the person is like, what is this? By then he's allowed, so he had to wait for an hour or two and then like that right before Shabbos, he assumed he was allowed to use that clothing and that be more. Okay. The person who took 